0: Uh, the energy you brought there. So we are in our series on spiritual gifts. And one of the things that we want to bank on in this series is is banking on the truth. And the truth is that every believer has been given a spiritual gift. It's from God, it's for others, and it's through you. We hope that in this part that our, our church will identify the spiritual gifts in ourselves, but also as a community in one another. We hope to see that this becomes uh, a rhythm, a way of life in community. And the the simple way of putting it is that we help one another not mistake the team bench with the bleachers. There's a space for all of us, there's a role for all of us, and today we are still setting up this series because it's really important to lay out what we are talking about and what we're not talking about when it comes to spiritual gifts. Because there has been many times in history that It's gone wrong. One of the passages we'll look at today actually has a a great example of where it was about to go terribly wrong, and yet God (laughs) provided wisdom and discernment for His people before it went sideways. Today we're going to be looking at character. Uh, If you haven't realized that one of the key things in spiritual gifts is character, keep listening. Every week we will have Character Corner uh, because the gifts are basically useless for God if you don't have the character, godly character. We're going to do kind of an overview of what the spiritual gift categories are and also outline a a way that you can start looking and thinking about your spiritual gift and think about those around you. Yeah, we don't want to just dive in and uh, just label these things. We want to take our time approaching the pool, make sure that we have like our water wings on if we're not great swimmers, Uh, make sure there's like somebody lifeguarding this pool. Just allow us to have safety and security as we take steps in faith to practice and not just leave these gifts idle on a shelf. These gifts are designed to be used in the church. It's designed for us to grow with, for us to flourish in and for from that to also be the way that the church grows and flourishes. Our goal isn't to just hear a message and move on. If that's your goal like once again like we we're running out of time today, so if, if that's what you want, you can head out any time, it's fine. The goal is to grow in the knowledge, the likeness, and lifestyle of Jesus. That's what we want for you, that's what I want for me, that's what we want for everybody online. For the children's ministry here, we want everybody to be growing in the knowledge, the likeness, and lifestyle of Jesus. It's not just enough to know that you know something. We want to engage with it. It's a faith journey, not just something that you hear. It's an apprenticeship where you're continually learning what it's like to be like Jesus for your entire life. It's not enough to just go to Sunday school and then you know tap out. God wants us to grow and be just like him, be his ambassadors, be his good apprentices, apprentices throughout our lives. And so the text that I'm gonna op- open with or share with you in a few moments looks at this, is that just being a Christian, just saying a prayer or surrendering your life to Jesus isn't maturity just because you said a prayer doesn't mean you're mature in christ we want to continue to invest in our character so we can be more useful to god because god wants us to be ones that show his love grace mercy and compassion see this this isn't a salvation thing this gifts of the spirit you can have gifts and not use them you can Listen to sermons and not apply them. You can read scripture and do nothing with it and still be a Christian. Because being a Christian is knowing that God has done everything for us. That's not our works, it's not our ability, it's not our strength, it's not my ability to understand, not my ability to live this out that makes me have a, a salvific relationship with God. That's what God has done. It's on the cross behind the screen, actually. I was going to point to it, but that's really awkward now. But we have a cross <laughs> behind the screen. You, you, you can see it after. But... Uh, <laughs> It's what Jesus did on the cross that makes us able to be Christ ones. It is his love, his grace, and his mercy. As we engage with that, we live out of his love, his grace, and his mercy. We are motivated by who he is, what he has done, and his deep passion and desire for us. In the way that we live that out is affected by our godly character, or lack thereof. So let's, let's think about a Porsche. Anybody want a Porsche? Oh, no, I saw some nose? Yeah, you get a Porsche, and you get a Porsche, and you get a Porsche, like this is the Oprah moment, right? Everybody gets Porsches. Yay! You in the back, a Porsche, and you online, of course, a Porsche for you, and a Porsche. I'm just going to break the- I don't have Porsches for everybody. You saw the parking lot you just drove in, might have been confusing for the people online, no Porsche for you, but the idea, all right, everybody's got a Porsche, right? The way that you handle the Porsche when you're driving is very different depending on your skill and ability. Like some people have been driving great for years, and you know, throw them in a Porsche, it's a bit of a learning cor- curve, but they they got it. Others, you're like, ah, oh, they are not getting out of the parking lot without a dent. And then for like a learner driver, think about a learner driver, a 16-year-old. We just gave them a Porsche 911, and we're sending them out onto the autobahn. At like, you can go like 300 miles per hour out there. Or into a school zone, like that is a recipe for disaster. If, if you don't have the ability, the skill, the, the gifting to drive a Porsche, it leads to terrible places, no matter how nice the Porsche is. And that's, that's this character idea. So today's text is Acts 8, 9 to 25. If you wanna open up your apps, if you wanna open up your Bible, if you want to find yourself there, I'm going to read it, and then we'll uh, dissect a little bit from it as we continue to prepare this for the series on spiritual gifts. Acts 8, verse 9. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city, and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted about how, how he was the Great One. And all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But then they believed in Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized, both men and women, and Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip Everywhere, astonished at the great signs and miracles he saw. Let's just pause there. Like, that's great. Like, hey, right? Oh, the sorcerer heard Jesus and he is now a follower. Like, he's now at church. He could be sitting with you guys. Hey, Simon. Is there a Simon here? I don't think it's Simon. All right. Yeah. It could be awkward. He could be sitting with us. Like, he's made the acknowledgement that Jesus is Lord. He's entered into this saving relationship and he's attending church. He's listened to Philip's sermons. He downloads a podcast every week, whatever kind of thing. Like, this is exciting. This is good news. Simon the sorcerer is now a believer. Let's carry on. Verse 14. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed over the new believers that they may receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come to them. They were simply been baptized in the name of the Lord of the Lord Jesus, then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw this, that the, that the Spirit was given by laying on the hands of the apostles, he said, or he, sorry, he offered them money and said, give me the ability so that anyone whom I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter said, may your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part in the shared ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord, that, pray, pray the Lord in the hope that you may be forgiven for having such thoughts in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing that you have said may happen to me. After they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified to Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem. Preaching, preaching the gospel in Samaritan villages. So like Simon was on board. Simon got the Porsche, right? He's like, oh, this is exciting. Or he wanted the Porsche. He's like, I, I need this. But he wasn't going about it for God's glory. He, he saw something that resembled his old life. He's like, man, I used to be like the man in the town where I got to do all the cool things. I can be the man again if I just get that Jesus stuff to be able to go through me. Right, he, he pursued it, which is also what we encourage here is for us to pursue our giftings, for, for us to live out what the Spirit has given to us for others. But the challenge is, is the heart was out of whack. Right, Simon could be doing the exact same thing I'm encouraging you guys to do, to pursue the gifts that God has given to you as a believer. But if we're doing it without the right heart, we're like that, uh, that 16-year-old just learning how to drive, hitting the Autobahn or a school zone. Disaster will come and I'm sure that many of you have heard or experienced, I hope few of you have experienced, but I'm, I'm, statistically a lot of us have experienced somebody in a church or some leader claiming to know Jesus, maybe even knowing Jesus, but living out of the heart wrong. Bringing a wake of destruction because they were applying these gifts that God has given, but they've been doing it with the wrong heart. They've been doing it for their own glory. In, in our community here, we want the gifts. We want to be living them out because this is what God gave to the church for it to be glor- glorifying him, for it to be living out what he wants for us. But if we put it alongside an ungodly character, we aren't building the church God wants. God wants to grow the church, wants to grow each other through one another. And that comes out of looking and living and breathing like Jesus. If it doesn't ooze Jesus, Jesus, the gift is attached to the wrong heart. It's in the the, the hands of the wrong driver. So every week we are going to have Character Corner. It's like that that guide poster, that tether post that I hope keeps us on the rails, glorifying God and encouraging and spurring on life in one another. And a question I would love for you to actually ask yourself. You don't answer it out loud, if you really want to answer it out loud. Go ahead. But it, it's it's a check-in point. Is to ask yourself. Am I willing to ask God to give me the character of humility and love so that the gift he has already given me can rightly be used? If you do not have the ability to say yes to this question in yourself, spend all your time in Character Corner. I don't care if you listen to the rest of the message. I don't care if any of this works. If you aren't living into the, the character part of this, the rest of it's going to lead to a lot of hurt in other people, and I don't, I don't think that's good. So asking God for humility and love so that the gift can be used. If this is not a yes to you, wait. Pray like Simon the Sorcerer. like Pray this. Ask somebody to pray this. Like God, I want this, but I don't want the humility and love of Christ. Ask somebody to pray for you. Like That's not a good spot to be in. So say that you are in that you're like I want to have that humility and that love. Let's let's go a little bit further. Right? we want to grow deeper in the spiritual formations because that also allows us to practice, grow, and continue to understand what we mean by humility and love. We want to grow in the knowledge, which is a lot of this talking stuff, reading, um, the likeness, which comes a lot more down to like the character part. Like, are we alike Christ in the lifestyle where we get to see the mercy, which we sang about earlier? The the, the servantness to others from Jesus. So if if you're thinking about how you can engage with this, one, you're online, you guys here, you're doing a part of this. Sunday morning is just a part. If it is the whole for you, I'd encourage you to challenge yourself on that as well. It's like putting a little bit of gas in the tank. It's not gonna take you very far. It might get you further than if you didn't come. I, I love that. If you didn't log in online, but it's just a little bit of gas in the tank. And we wanna go where this, where this Porsche can take us. We wanna hit the open highway. We wanna just love and honor and glorify God with what he has given to us. So on top or in partnership with the Sunday morning gathering in some form or some way, I'd encourage you to also consider spiritual practices. Uh, to lay these out, I'd say prayer. You may have heard of it. It's a conversation with God, it could be like one minute, it could be, as we'll cover in a few weeks, it could be like three hours, and that's likely lining up with somebody's gifting. If you're a three-hour prayer, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, another one could be like studying the scriptures. Like you just gotta get into the Greek and the Hebrew, and you're looking into all these things, like studying scripture that way, or you're like, I just need to read through the Bible. Another thing that would be good for your formation is accountability, right? We don't like that in our culture, but it's so good. Like the, the, A number of disasters have happened, like bridges and other things, that could have been prevented with somebody checking in on it. We want to prevent that from happening in your life, that the, the disaster that could come because you don't have anybody holding you accountable, checking in, making sure that your foundation hasn't cracked in some way. So allowing somebody to speak into your life in the sense of count- accountability is a wonderful thing as we continue to grow. And not just for this series. This is like the rest of your life kind of thing. Like How do you have somebody check in on you? Uh, Service, the way of practicing, giving, acting in a way that seeks somebody else's betterment. It's also along with generosity. Do you define yourself as a generous person? This past week, God had me challenged on that. A lot of the generosity I I would do is things that I was like, oh, I like this, so I'll be generous this way. But is it about somebody else? Am I serving them? So mixing generosity and service together Another great way uh, just to, some of you know, is our community groups. If you are new online, if you are new on Zoom, and if you're new here and you aren't a part of a community group, I would strongly encourage you to consider joining a community group. Email me, brad at stanleyparkchurch.ca or office at stanleyparkchurch.ca and we will get you connected with some people who are gathering to grow in community, to grow in the likeness of Jesus, to understand what life looks like following Jesus in our modern day context in our neighborhoods. Uh, That's another great way, which fits a lot of these other categories. And then driving it even a little bit further, being mentored or mentoring somebody. If you've been walking with Jesus for some time now, there's a good chance you have something to invest in somebody else's life. And we don't have to set this super high bar on mentoring. It comes down to, once again, that character piece. If you lack good godly character, I would hesitate in putting you as a mentor. But if you're trying to follow Jesus and you have heard hurts and hang-ups, but you've been trying long enough, you are a blessing to a brother and a sister. So those are some of the things I'd encourage as a practice to engage with. Uh, Past that, there's the disciplines that you, uh, sorry, past the disciplines, there's just creating time and space for God to be a part of your life. We get busy, we get really, really busy, and somehow we get busier. And all the things that are good just kind of move off to the side. Like, it takes energy for us to grow in our faith, and I'd encourage you to create space and to continue to walk. Because if we stop, we, we aren't on a spiritual journey, we're in a spiritual point. And the goal is to be continually growing, so that like next week when I get to see you guys again, or next month when we see some more people, or a year down the road, you aren't at the same spot spiritually that you were the week before. It takes intentionality, it takes growth, it takes God's mercy as well. But we want to be continually moving. I'm gonna skip that part just because time-wise, here we go. So one more thing with our spiritual gifts, why we aren't gonna just get you to do a a survey to do it, is that we don't want to just name it and frame it. Right? You you get like diplomas. Anybody got a diploma? I got one. I can I can show it to you, like it doesn't do me much good, but it prints out there my name on it and a thing about me, and it can go on a wall. Right? Like that's that's not what we're trying to do with spiritual gifts. We are trying to find things that we can lean into to grow and to live and to see God's blessing in because he's given it into your life for the church and for your growth as well. If we aren't practicing these things, we we don't grow in them. So as we look at the character in the coming weeks, as we look at growing in faith in the coming weeks, as we look at discipline and commitment in the coming weeks, we also want to make sure that it's always connected to the body. In Ephesians 4, 4, it says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope, when you were called by one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. This isn't about siloing off. We aren't gonna just like group you together with people with your own giftings because we want like the micro bodies in whatever way that they've come together in your community group, in in this larger body, in your households, in your family. God has put you into the place that you are for a reason. And we need to believe that. We need to be willing to step into whatever situation God has put us in together, supporting, loving, encouraging. These are some of the gifts, I'm gonna, if you want to take notes early, right? As we live this out, we are going to be becoming more vibrantly like Christ in our own gifting and as a community. So to quickly just throw some of the things we're gonna be looking at in the next bit, because I've obviously got you here for a reason. Uh, In the coming weeks, we are gonna be looking into three categories which have like multiple things in each category. The first category is love gifts. The second category is word gifts. The third category is power gifts. So the love gifts, love gifts are primarily focusing on making manifest God's love in tangible ways. There's a few of you, actually. I, I think this might be actually where a lot of people in our church will find their gifting camped out at. So love gifts is a primarily focusing on making manifest God's love in tangible ways. The word gift is primarily focusing on clarifying the name, the nature, and purposes of God. That's a, that's a word gift. That's what they do. That's, that's where they get their, their passion and energy. You'll, you'll notice how these go, that there's word gift people, there's love gift people, and then the third gift, and this is where a lot of people get nervous and why they kind of like, you know, throw the portion reverse and hit another way, is the power gifts, right? Yeah, they they are just as valid as love gifts and word gifts. Power gifts demonstrate the power, the presence, and reality of God. So th- this is valuable because we're in such a culture that's all cognitive, which, you know, the word gift people love. But at some point... We have a God that is so much more than just what we can understand. And that's where the power gifts come in. So as we want to find our gifts, as we want to explore what our gifting is, here's some ways for you to uh, take note and, and think about in these next think, seven more weeks, maybe eight more weeks, I don't, we'll get there. One, continue to join us Sunday mornings. Uh, we're we're going to be covering this stuff. Uh, another way to do this is to get in connected with your community group. We encourage the community groups to help each other discern spiritual giftings. Because sometimes it's super obvious that somebody is sitting in this room, sitting in this Zoom, sitting in our groups that have this gift, and they don't see it. It's just like second nature to them. Eh? Eh? Uh, Another one is to pray. We have a God that is not aloof. We have a God that is very much for us. He gave us a gift, and he's excited about us opening it and living it out. So a simple prayer, maybe over this next eight weeks, is to say, God, can you show me what gift or gifts you have in me? And allow him to slowly show that to you. He may not just show you that you have five gifts. He might show you have one. It might be a bit of a slog to to figure out that he has one gift in you and he's not yet willing to tell you about it. And that might be around something else. It might just be that we need to practice and spend more time and we don't have the time with him. It could also be the character thing. Uh, another one is as you come through these passages with us. Feel free to just find yourself reading them. As you read the scriptures, you might have one that just pops out, just over and over and over and over again. You're like, "Oh, this is it." You can discern that in community. It may not be actually for you. It might be for somebody else. It's like, "Oh, this gift. This is. I'm. I'm really drawn to the gift." It turns out it's Bruce's gift. Bruce, I want to encourage this gift for you. Like, that might be how it goes down. And then as we go. As we start thinking that this might be what God is saying, what God is directing, what he has given as a gift in me to give to you as a community is to take steps of practice. Sidney Crosby did not get as good as he is by just showing up one day and playing. So as we we think about these gifts, as we start thinking that they might be something God is doing, is if it lines up biblically, it lines up with his character, take a step forward in it. If it's a love gift, make God's love visible tangibly. If it's a word gift, start finding ways to bring clarity to who he is. And if it's a power gift, start living out the power of the resurrected savior in people's lives. I wanna circle back as we wrap up today to Acts (laughs) 8.21. All right, we we also are looking for some photos. Uh, We're gonna cycle back to Acts 8.21. I thought that would have been my phone. In Acts 8.21, it says, you have no part or share in the ministry because your heart is not right before God. And (laughs) it's kind of like the hard words that nobody wants to hear, but I'm trying to make it so clear as we get going into this. The number one thing in our relationship is God. These gifts are gongs if we aren't deeply in love with God, if we aren't for him, if we aren't Driving our lives after him. We aren't moving aside things that get in the way to pursue Christ. Right? If our hearts aren't right before God, we have no part in his ministry. And that, you know, that's not super friendly to say, and I'm trying to say it with love. But once again, it just highlights the necessity for us to lean in to our relationship with Christ. And if today you say, I, I want the gifts, I want it so bad but I'm not not willing to be humble about it, I'm not yet sure I can be humble about it, I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to take you out for coffee and see what God is saying. If, if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. You can talk to anybody in your community group. But for us to be vividly, vividly clear on where we are in our pursuit of Christ is so important. Just for our general good and our general faith, but as we come as a community, if we are all on the same page, pursuing Christ with excellence, pursuing him with all the gifts that he has placed in this church, there are some exciting days ahead of us. So I want to close just praying in thankfulness. And then we'll head on our way. Lord, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you just made us, that you started creation and that you were excited about what you were doing by making man and woman. Lord, we thank you that you breathed life into the first man, that you drew near, and then you walked creation in the coolness of the day. Lord, we thank you that you did not quit when we quit on you. Lord, you pursued your creation Lord, you entered into creation. You walked again with us, but it was a very different walk. Lord, you were wounded by us. You were willing to be wounded, and we thank you for your humility, for your love, and your accessibility. Lord, we, we know that you died on the cross and that you rose from the dead, that you are powerful. You overcame the greatest fear we all have of death. We thank you that you are greater than that. And Lord, You went to heaven, seated on your throne. And you said it's better because you have sent the Spirit to dwell with us, to be with us as we go. Holy Spirit, we invite you into the series. We invite you into our community. We invite you into our lives. We ask that you bring up the things that we've been hiding. Lord, help us move it out of our lives so that we can be empowered rightly by your Spirit. We ask for your giftings to become clear to us as we try to discern them, as we try to understand what you are doing here in Stanley Park and what you are doing with your church. Give us humble hearts, and we, we can thank you for them because you are very much for that. Give us your love and your mercy so that we can experience and express that. Lord, may we grow in knowledge, likeness, and lifestyle of you, not because of our works, but because of your great love. We invite you into this week. Into the series. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Thank you everybody. We will be jumping into love gifts next week and I think a lot of you should be tuning in. If you know somebody that's like a love gift person, ask them to join us. Ask them to jump online. Ask them to come here because I think this next week is where most of us will find our gifts from God. So have a wonderful day and we'll see you around.